uh, Lloyd versus Lady Gaga in the Oni Titan set. It is what it is, isn't it? It's a it's an interesting box shape because it's a tall it's a tall box, so it's it just bucks all the trends as far as uh, shelving them. Anyway, hi yeah. Paul. Hey Spiros. Hi Chris. Welcome to building up to it. That was a little preview of what Spiros <laughs> got. So hey, go for it. What'd you get, Spiros? Uh well, as I set these down, um, I got the uh, Ninjago Oni Titan set with uh, Lloyd. Uh, what's her name? Mia? No, that's not Mia. Mia? I don't know. Uh, and uh, you said it right already. <laughs> no, the the girl ninja. Oh, yeah, Nia. Nia, uh, Lady Gaga and Garmadon. Um, and then the Oni Titan. So I'll have the Oni Titan going against my uh, Jake, or Jake, Jake Lloyd. Ah, Star Wars <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> my Lloyd. Uh, now my this Lloyd. is Spinjitzu. <laughs> Which is funny is because uh, Lloyd in the first like two seasons of Ninjago totally sounded like young Anakin. Just a whiny like brat. Um, Did they change the voice actor when he got like force aged in the one no, season? No, they just, they, I think they just uh, had her do a deeper just, inflection. Just, just yeah. balled it up a little. It definitely yeah. changed the voice when they went into the movie. And then I don't know if it was only Lloyd, but one of them had a different voice actor or actress after the movie. And they made a fourth wall breaking comment in the show about how that character's voice was different. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I think I it was that, Lloyd. It's like, um, it's like that episode of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air after they changed uh, after they changed... Uh, Vivian? Yeah, Vivian. <laughs> Jazz like, boy, Aunt Vivian, you've sure changed. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> it's kept going. <laughs> so uh, I got the Oni Titan. I got... Um, some oh, Mrs. Banks. weird uh, poly bag from Walgreens uh, with lots of interesting colors. And um, oh, I also Wilson got to Walgreens. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen that one out before. It's, it's the only place oh, I've seen Matt. it. And I've Would seen the it world officially end if Walgreens got exclusive Lego like they have with everything some, else, like Hasbro products? <laughs> wow, fans would would lose their shit. Fans, that's for sure. fans. Fans would riot. They'd be like, "They said no more exclusives." Uh, <laughs> My region only has CVS. <laughs> uh, I also got the Speed Champions poly bag. Which is that the first poly bag with a sticker? Uh, it can't be. That's the black one, right? It's like a, it's some sort of yeah, yeah. Or a Lamborghini, somewhat mm-hmm. shaped like a car. A Speed Champions set that's in a different scale. Like, and not not to talk about the six wide, eight wide thing, but just oh, also this tiny one. I like poly bags. Yeah, that's that's a mistake. Poly bags. Poly bags are um, this mindless um, fun impulse buys. That's that's, the, that's their intention. That's their purpose. I would. I would. I don't know. I I'm the kid that would. Well, I had. We've discussed it before. When you look at some of the '90s years and the themes in the '90s, I'm pretty sure I had every low end set. From across all the themes, but very few of the larger sets in any of the themes, which would say that I got sets impulsively or as cheap gifts. But 
I think now, and I'd like to think then, I would rather save up towards one larger set than just be like, oh, this will this will work for now. Yeah, so those I, I buy polys somewhat regularly. Um, of course, if they have a fun minifigure, I'll, I'll grab that there. But the reason I do it is just I'm stressed out at work, and oh, that looks kind of fun. I'm just gonna build. I'm gonna build that in the office at my desk. It's, there's there's no real reason for it, and ultimately, like this guy said, work. Yeah, this guy said office. <laughs> the like like the the little X-wing fighter or whatever. There, there's nowhere for that in my collection. Like I'm, I'm not gonna put it on display anywhere because I have all the ones that are more displayable. So it ultimately just ends up being parts. Um, but my yeah. wife, when she was when she was younger, she said. Those are the kind of sets that she would always get from her parents because that's all they would get for her. It's just the little ones, and when they when when the little kid is complaining at the at the store, give me this. I want th- I want Lego. I want th- yeah. I want this. I want this. Like here, this is three dollars. Here, take this. Of course, I see that. Like $8. I see <laughs> every now and then a parent will come into the store and they won't know what the brick separator is, oh, and they'll be like, "Oh, this would be so handy." I'm like, "I guess you haven't bought a set." <laughs> At forty thirty nine ninety nine or more in the last ten years. Is it ten years? Really? I guess it is, isn't um, it? Well, I, I remember like when you certainly tell us. What? Huh? <laughs> I remember like when I certainly first tell us got what year one. that brick separator, that the orange one started. I I, I, I do remember buying the green one specifically uh, before they, they they popped up in every set that I bought. When I first started getting back into Lego, I remember buying the green one at a Lego store um, because That's I thought it was you. so cool. <laughs> so uh, before somebody does comment it in the comments, by the way, thank you for all your comments and talk. Uh, <laughs> there was that rocket raccoon with the gun poly bag that came with like this the sticker old out sticker sheet to just to. Uh, just to sticker your Milano all the way out. Yeah, um, really? it was the huh. it was the Gundam water slide decal caution <laughs> symbols uh, sticker sheet of, of Lego. I got and, that. I remember that now. I think it was Toys R Us exclusive, uh, maybe. It was. It was. It was Rocket and like uh, an excuse a, of a, a baby Groot, Groot and a yeah. plant <laughs> planter. Um, but that came with a big old sticker sheet. There might be poly bags that have sticker sheets in them. But that is the one I'm thinking of first. Oh, okay. So right. I guess it counts. Lego learn. The, the stickers weren't <laughs> for that build. <laughs> that That's a thing you should know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, also, here's some stickers. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, uh, uh, anything else we, you get, Spiros? Um, oh, and then I got... Oh, I got two. I'm sorry. <laughs> So many poly bags for someone uh, who's telling everyone to stay at home. You you, you got a lot of stuff, Piero. Hey man, I make I make the most of my trips. All right, <laughs> so I got a lemon flavored bunny. So <laughs> and uh, flavors, peeps. Then I got the uh, creator locomotive. So it's pretty cool. I saw an alternate build that somebody did where they uh, gave it a. Uh, like a coal car, so I might get That's another cool. one if I see it. I thought you were gonna um, say a Thomas face or something. <laughs> I thought you were gonna I, say an alternate build where they made it a robot with bendable knees. <laughs> a chubby bots locomotive. <laughs> the chubby bots. <laughs> and that's uh, that was it for me. 
So, and you got something too, Paul? Right? I did. Uh, I've I've been basically hunkered down working out for the last couple of weeks, so I haven't had a chance to pick up much. But thanks to heads up from Chris, I was able to get Me? this guy. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually got an SDCC Unikitty face. You want head. the full story on that? Sure, if you want to tell the whole story, because I don't know it. <laughs> um, my my uh, one employee just kind of trolls Bricklink and looks for weird stuff, and I don't know how he lands on some of the items that he lands on. But he he, he said to me, "Hey, someone's got that um, that Unikitty face brick." from the Comic-Con one, and it's like 10 cents or something like that. And I'm thinking, clearly, it's not the same one as the Comic-Con one. You just think it's the that's from that one, but it's it's not. And uh, I didn't say this out loud, but I was thinking it so hard. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a look because uh, I need a distraction right now. And I looked, and I, I did all the, like, the the branching out like make sure it's not not in another set somehow or considered part of a figure which is part of a set or something like that i I did all the research it wasn't that much but i did it and yes it's only from that set and then i looked at the because there's two faces in that comic-con one so i looked at the other face brick and um he didn't have it but I think it did sell from him in the past too. Cause I think there was one of those with a low sale price as well, but he just had the one. And uh, I know that Paul's got a Unikitty collection and I don't think you have the Comic-Con one, right? I don't have any Comic-Con ones. Uh, Eclipse just, graphics did. He put the, he along with some of the other ones that I, that I got printed from him. He printed some of the uh, Comic-Con uh, exclusive ones too. So this is going to replace that, uh, that, obviously. Wasn't that Minifig FX that did that for you? Yes. Actually, I don't remember which one it was. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. It was, it was Minifig FX. Yes. Yeah. They did a good job. They looked great. But when you have an actual one, I'm going to obviously stick with that one. Yeah, throw and the that, other one right out the window. <laughs> yeah. So so what I assumed was the, the story behind the brick, not, not knowing, obviously, your employee's part in it, was just that somebody had... They had the SEC Unikitty, sold it, and didn't realize that or didn't remember that there were two faces in the pack. And so this just, they thought it was initially just a pink one by three brick. And then it eventually surfaced, and that whoever eventually found it didn't want to piece together all the other parts, even though they're all basic parts, um, then, and, and build another one. They just said, okay, screw it. I just put it up there. And, and 10 uh, cents to me like sounds like the uh, this doesn't have an average sale price, so I'm just going to make something up, even though that's like way lower than I would price something that doesn't have an average sale price at. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely worked out in my favor. There's a very slight nick on it from like it was in the box and it scratched a little bit of the paint, but I don't care at all. I'm very happy to have this. So thank you, Chris. Yeah. Um, did you get anything else from them when you placed that order? I just picked up a couple of uh, these guys. What are they? With the clips? Just... Yes. It's, it's, basically, it's I I was nervous that somebody was going to pick something up. Like, I was going to pick up the, the Unikitty face or the Unikitty head. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, what can I get? Um, well, I don't know what I actually need. Did they have, did they have a minimum? Uh, no, they did not have a minimum. But, what you, if they had a, a hold open... 
or like a send me an invoice manually checkout option, you could have <laughs> placed the order for that. And then you wouldn't have been invoiced. You wouldn't have had to pay right then and there. And then if you, then you could, then it's secure. You have the part and you could go back and place another order and it'll combine. If you haven't yet paid oh, okay. for it, it'll combine. That's what I do um, with the, when I, when I purchase from bricks and the dollar in general, I did. That's how I always do it. But I didn't even think about that here. I was it's, if too they excited. That option, they might yeah, not they, have they may not have. I didn't. I didn't look for it because I was. I was too excited, and I just remember I, I was going to build like a like a display wall for all my Lego shields. So I'm like, well, let's just grab some some, some bricks with cliffs, and then I'll yep. build out the rest of it um, easily enough. So I don't really those, those I, I could fill out the rest of the wall pretty easily. So uh, that's pretty much all I got. I definitely spent more on shipping than I did in bricks, but. The, the value to, the value to me is much higher. <laughs> exactly. The value to me is much higher. So I'm I'm very happy. Everybody always spends more on shipping than they do on bricks when they shop at me at my store. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't do any better on that postage there. <laughs> yeah. No. I, you know, four ninety nine. There you go. Saved you a cent. Paul doesn't know about that one. But. Oh yeah, Paul. And uh, there's a certain group that you're not privy to. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Spiro, should I just merge the two groups? You might as well. That way we oh, can have yeah the the um, the, the guest, guest of the guest chat. That I just I didn't want to like bother the guests whenever you uh, and Matt and myself talk. But or you can just add me to the staff chat. You know. I don't know. I think Ralph's got a higher ranking than you now. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's appeared on more episodes. You could add both of you to this the staff chat if you want to call it. That. Okay, no last dose. Uh, but anyway, so and would you Paul, want to um, be removed from the other chat? Yeah, because the other chat isn't. I mean, I'm probably the most active member in that other chat anyway. So, but uh, so throwing Paul, pictures of Gary basically. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it's funny because I messaged uh, I messaged Gary directly when I saw the first pics of the uh, Fast and the Furious set. And I was like, there you go, Gary. I figured you needed to see these. So. Yeah, that's the, he's the first person I thought of and the only person I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know who else would want that. Nope, just Gary. Well, no, we got a minifigure. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, so a, it's the if, perfect. If we can go into him. that briefly, Paul, I know you're more level-headed than what I mentioned last week <laughs> on, on the show. But sure, what did I what did I ask? Um, why do you need the Lego box to tell you that that is a Dominic Toretto figure to make you appeased? Well, it's I, I can. I, yeah, so so the, the, a Dom figure would not entice me to buy that set. But I can see somebody who wants who wants that set, or who is a big fan of the franchise, to also want a Dom minifigure. I can see it, kind of from that back end of it. Um, but but yes, it, like Matt said, they're all Dom Toretto minifigures. If you just pull <laughs> off the hair of a figure, they're all that. Um, uh, but 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 in general, again, as a minifigure collector, I, I enjoy seeing um, Legos take on on on. Characters that I know and love, so I, I I find there to be an inherent charm in the way that they do things. I like all the Iron Man figures, uh, the Deadpool figure, the Wolverine figure, all those things, just to see how Lego Lego fies them in general. And me being 
having collectors OCD and and being that the collector guy, I it just I I can't help but get all of the other ones or to want all of the other ones. So it's it's really that. Um, but but yes, you you're like like that that would not be. It's it's rare nowadays. Um, I guess other than maybe certain licenses for me to specifically buy sets just for the minifigures, unless it's a lot of minifigures that I want, then I might like the um. The Lego Batman movie Riddler car set had like five awesome minifigures in that. Um, yeah. And so that one I got for the figures and then the, the car build was was bonus. Um, but that's probably the only one that, that I've done that relatively recently. In, in general, I don't buy sets just for the figures anymore. Um, the, the novelty of it, um, the, oh my gosh, there's a X minifigure. I got to get that. It's 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 gone. It's gone for me now, um, just because. Certainly, with the show, just being in in Lego longer, uh, I I know of other avenues to get the things that I might need. Like I don't necessarily have to buy a seventy dollars set just to get two minifigures that I want or something like that. If I need to, I can go to a bricks and minifigures. I can go to a convention. I can go to whatever. You can't Tons go to bricks locally. and minifigs no more. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of people locally will likely throw up figures because they're getting out of it, or they bought them for the figures, and or whatever it might be. And I can usually pick it up that way if I need to. Or need an update on the 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 Texas three, two, <laughs> or one bricks and minifig stores. Like they're done is now. This, <laughs> is this officially the end for them? It's gotta be. <laughs> I I'm at. The, well, is they it, don't have to pay rent anymore. <laughs> I forget. I think it's Bone Shaker. Every week, there's a comment about not remembering how to pay the rent. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Bone Shaker type of comment. It's, uh... (laughs) Is it Bone Shaker? Sorry, I gotta look now. Well, uh, Publix Publix down here, if they own the shopping center that their store is in, they are not charging rent for like the next three months to their uh, tenants. So, do they often own the whole shopping center? Actually, the Publix, Publix of late has made moves to uh, either open new shopping centers uh, with their new stores or acquire the shopping center that they are in. Because they're they're making that McDonald's uh, power move of owning <laughs> own, owning the land that the store sits on. The real estate. Uh, so I mean, it, dude, it's seriously smart business on their part. Because if their store is suffering for whatever reason, which public shouldn't be suffering ever, because everyone in Florida loves them. But if uh, they're ever suffering for some reason, they can always fall back on uh, rent revenue. So. But uh, yeah, in Florida and I guess Georgia, like if they own the shopping center, which I read they own about 80 shopping centers, uh, they're not charging rent to their tenants for like the next three months. Nice. So, yeah, I, I guess the majority of the tenants aren't open. I know. I'm like, so does that count for new tenants too? Because can, can I go start a physical storefront and then <laughs> be rent free for two months while I have people bring me bulk Lego? Yeah, <laughs> actually, um, I, I made a call today on Facebook that. for um, people to come schedule a time to trade in bulk because we're 
You remember I had 30-some bins of bulk that I hadn't gone through. We're down to eight. Oh, wow, so nice. So I'm going to need more bulk soon. I, I am continuing to sell it on eBay faster than we can process it. So I'm running about three days behind on shipping out uh, eBay bulk purchases. We had a we had a 20 pound order last Monday that was the largest single sale on eBay I've made for bulk, and it took us until Friday of last week to get 20 pounds ready, while pushing every order after that one back. So oh, wow. once once I shipped out that 20 pounds on Friday morning, um, we had about 20 pounds worth of smaller orders, uh, ones, twos, threes, and fives that needed to get shipped out too. And it's, it's tough. It's even with like a 20 to 30 hour work weeks for the sorters, um, getting that much processed and, and ready to ship out is, uh, is rough. Um, if I get real close to the end of these bins and don't get any more traded in, then I'm going to have to turn off that, that eBay item. I don't want to have to turn that off. It's a silly problem to have. It's a good problem to have. Not if you don't have the bulk, like I'd have to start using some formula to determine which Lego pieces are, are too cheap per gram. (laughs) Or per per <laughs> fraction of an ounce, where it's better for me to just throw them in a bag and be like, "This is your random bulk. It's heavy on this piece," and I, I sell it for more by weight than it goes for by piece. I don't know if that's any of the pieces. I'm not sure there's any pieces that are listed on Bricklink that would fall into that category. And I already kind of took the time to list them all on Bricklink. I don't like unlisting things that I've True. taken the time to list. Listen, listen to Uncle Pennybags fucking bitching about making too much money. <laughs> I, I, I am making too much money right now. We talked about it last week. That might, it could end. It could all end. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like there, there's, there's, I, I've long had a couple, like, I want to build these. I, I need to buy bricks for, to, to build these kinds of things that, that I have that are even further in the backlog. Um, but I'm like, maybe now it's time to do it. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll support my local Bricklink owner or whatever. Yeah, actually, I actually need to place an order on Bricklink soon because uh, my sister in Louisiana, she's like, uh, my, you know, your your nephew wants some uh, battle droid, like Lego battle droids, and I found this listing on Amazon, and it was like $8 for a battle droid. I was like, no, 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 no. no. I was like, let, I'm like, give me some time. I'll do a couple searches. I will find him, you know, an army of battle droids. And then she sent me a message today. She's like, he also wants this clone trooper. I was like, all right. Is it fucking Rex or Cody? No, it's, uh, but it is, I think it's, I think it's Cody's paratroopers. So I think that's a rare, rarer. Does he, does he? Does he just want the one from the image of the set that's coming out in August? <laughs> it's like I saw a picture of it, so I can get it right now, right? No, he's he's been pretty into Star Wars Lego for a while, so he he has a pretty decent knowledge base of what's out so, there. I've got a so. ton of battle droids. They're not on Bricklink, but uh, you know, let me know. 
Let me know what you're yeah. looking at, and I'll, uh, I might I might match whatever price you're finding, just to get right, a of them gone. I'll talk to you after the show. Um. Yeah. Anyway, what's uh, what's the topic for tonight? So, well, did you get anything, Chris? How about that? Oh, yeah, did you? Uh, Other than I, more money, more problems. Yeah. Um. Well, tonight <laughs> I went out to uh, Walmart to get these frames for my new prints that I'm having made soon. Um, Walmart has uh, eight by eight frames that are matted down to five by five. So you just take the mat out and throw that away. And you've got a great eight by eight, perfectly square sized frame for these prints that I'm going to be rolling out very soon. The artist has sent me proof after proof after proof, um, just kind of tweaking things and making it as good as it can be. And then the next step after he gives me the final drafts is uh, get my printer to print them and launch the service. I, it's probably not a great time to launch it, but we're doing it. Very cool. Well, I got those frames. I also... Oh, I also got something. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah. I got uh, some more of those Aldi stacking drawer bins. So nice. the, the cheap, the cheap, uh, the cheap stack-ons. And uh, I paid a visit to a couple of different Aldi, and uh, they are stacked to the gills because nobody is buying storage uh, containers in the pandemic. <laughs> so I am anticipating that they will be clearance soon, and I'll get them uh, for the cheaper than the going rate, which they raised the price from $10 to $13 from last year. So, Wow. I wonder if they would clearance them. I, I don't know enough about that store to they, know like if they've ever had anything clearanced. Yeah, they, I got a bunch. I got a bunch. I got a bunch last year for six dollars. Okay. Uh, when they clearanced them, so. Uh, maybe, and it was yeah, about maybe it was, you'll get what you need then. It was, it was about this time because I actually found a receipt from last year that was dated like four sixteen. So uh, next make week sure, or so. Uh, make sure your plans are scalable. I mean, uh, relying on the the product of one grocery store for your storage needs um, might not be scalable. But no, i've I've got it. I've got it pretty scalable. So okay, yeah. Uh, I my... I launched on the Warmster Brick Shop Facebook page all of my boxed set inventory. So people have been asking about buying some of the stuff from the store while the store is closed. And I had been meaning to make an inventory of all the boxed sets in the store, all the box sets, the duplicate ones in back stock so that we can better control what's in this, what's on the floor, what comes up when it, when one of them sells, if we have another one, just keep that all organized and to be able to, answer people's questions if we're not at the store with, do you have this? And here's a list. Is it on there? No. Um, I launched that. I sold one set so far. I don't really care if anyone buys the sets through that system. I mainly made the inventory, so we have an internal inventory. But if you want to shop that list, you can shop that list and come do a curbside pickup. Yeah. So I've got one of those on on Friday. They'll be coming to get the Palace Cinema I sold today. Nice, nice. And 
if it's probably not very user friendly because it's just like screenshots of swaths of a Google sheet <laughs> by, by theme. So it's like, here's all the Disney sets. Here's all the Ninjago sets. And it's the set number, newer used, um, the theme and the price. There's no picture. There's no name for the set. Like you, you can either Google it yourself or or you're not going to buy it. I... I thought about putting them all in the Bricklink store because they're all Lego sets, so they could all easily go on Bricklink. There's already catalog entries for all of them. And and then if somebody wanted to shop them locally and do curbside pickup, I'd be like, just they're on the Bricklink store in the sets section. If you see a set on there that you want, that's the ones we have. But I just really, really, really don't want to ship all these sets. Oh, yeah. That would my, be- my, 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 my shipping prices structure that I have. Yeah, like that would be a pain. Shipping at a hundred bucks, so people are just going to start buying two sets and getting free shipping. And some of these aren't my sets. Um, I don't have margins on a lot of these sets to to just be shipping them all over the world. So I don't want to put them on Bricklink. I'm. My prices are usually Amazon prices for box sets up front. So theoretically, I could put them on Bricklink and they probably wouldn't sell because they'd be too expensive compared to the competition on Bricklink. But I just I, I don't want to worry about that. So this this is fine for now. You're still moving a lot of product anyway, so yeah. it's not like you're dying and hurting and you need to sell these right away. So No, but uh, hey, if I, if I only had a retail store and birthday parties and no online presence, <laughs> man, I'd be thinking about rent right now. Man, there's a, um, right down the street from me, there's a abandoned uh, laundromat with like a drive-through like sliding glass door. And like every time I drive by it, I was like, Man, think of how cool it would be to have like drive-through bulk drop-off. <laughs> be like, bring bring me your bulk no, Lego. It, it would like, be just like a like a Salvation Army or, or something like that. One right? Of like I could uh, I could find I could find an old uh, scale like a luggage scale from an airport, you know, where you put the suitcase on <laughs> yeah. and just put it right there and be like, all right, just put the put the bulk on the scale and be like. All right, fifteen pounds. That'll be thirty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, like uh, pipe dreams that will never come to be. <laughs> Not I'd with f- that attitude. I'd fill it with like rocks at the bottom of it or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty-five pounds. Wow. Paul. Paul. Paul would be the bane of you could, like, local Lego stores. So you can't. You could do that, but you couldn't push it. Like you could put one big rock in there. It's like if you look at a bin and you've done this long enough, you know about what a a bin of that size of Lego should weigh. So it's Mm -hmm. like if it's twice as much as it could weigh, you'd be like something's wrong with it. Right. So one rock only. (laughs) Yeah. Just fill it with water. You know, just get get like water inside all the bricks too. No, really, it's it. it. Just clean it. Don't get get greedy, Paul. One brick at a time. So I saw that uh, Brick World, the the show from Chicago and all the other cities they've been going to, Brick World is every June in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. 
And they are Stumbled. they just launched their virtual BrickCon. Um, there's not too many details about <laughs> exactly what that is, but there's a video from a very windy rooftop about about how you can buy tickets. And uh, they are, from what I heard, they're going to limit it to 5,000 tickets. A ticket is um, like a, an access code to the, the online version of it. So like you could pay $5. I think it's $5 a ticket. Um, maybe it was 1,000 tickets that they're selling, whatever. Um, it's virtual. doesn't really matter, does it? No, they, right, they right, said there was on, a limit for um, because of, <clears throat> I don't know, bandwidth or something. I don't know. But, because of um, fire code. Yeah, fire code. <laughs> they said it was it was five dollars a ticket, and they stressed that it's like it doesn't matter how many people are watching it. Like you can bring your whole family to watch this thing. Um, it's so it's you you could divide five dollars by however many people are watching it and get an even better value. Um, <laughs> they didn't really say what it is, but they said that the, uh, obviously there's gonna be mocks to see, and also some of the vendors are involved, and you can purchase things from this. That's the part I'm not sure how they're doing. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know what it is. Um, tonight, um, or last night, <clears throat> I saw a post on Facebook from from Chad, who runs uh, uh, Brickfest Live, all about how how bummed he was to have to essentially uh, lay off all of his employees because his business is solely based on these live events not just lego ones other live events it's all just that's what they do they do live events so right. he had to when, when everything started shutting down he had to basically say that's it um if if this blows over and you want to come back you can come back but but that's it for now and it's you know that's that's not cool for um for an employer um to have to do that. I, I wouldn't, I mean, I've had to do that before too. When things weren't looking so good, I had to get rid of, uh, I had one employee at the time, but I had to get rid of my employee and, and hunker down. <clears throat> but, uh, I, I, I thought more highly uh, of Chad when, when in, in, in the past, like he's, very smart. He's very good at problem solving. I I was surprised to see him take such a defeated attitude in this situation because that's just that's not who I think of he is. And I started thinking about what he could do with his team. That's not just a cookie cutter. This is you go to the place and it's a live event and all the people are there breathing on each other. What what could he do that's not just that? And um, not knowing exactly what the virtual brick world is. It's I'm going to say a lot of different brick names. It's going to be confusing. Uh, I said to Vicky tonight, I was like, I would think if I if I were to take a guess at what the virtual brick world is, maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's not. If it's not, someone better do this. Um, <laughs> if you could line up, so you basically create a a, a timed broadcast, um, and it's it'd be like it'd be like television programming or radio programming. It's like this is when it airs, 
Um, you could watch it after the fact. It's kind of like a, one of the YouTube premieres. And you line up all this content seamlessly. You, you have a controller um, switching back and forth between all the different elements of this broadcast. And you have AFOLs, well-known AFOLs at home with mocks to show professionally. You have vendors, I guess. I, don't, I really don't know how you're going to convert. Uh, here's a video of a, a vendor to you can buy this stuff. Um, but you have some of the vendors. You have um, different presentations that aren't necessarily mock-based, but maybe um, they, there are seminars at some of these events about how to build things, how to how to do this aspect of the Lego hobby, etc. You string all these together in a programming format that is exciting and varied, and you sell tickets to watch this event and maybe it's two three hours long and it's just all these little segments of here's this a here's andrew lee at home with a professional setup camera wise sound wise and we we ran through this prior to this event so it's not just him bumbling over there or any mm -hmm. of the any of the the people featured on this and you do this really awesome broadcast that gives the the viewer, all the aspects of a Lego convention, both private hours and public hours. Hmm. It's interesting, um, and, and yeah, when you, when you mention virtual brick world, I I had no idea what the hell it could possibly be, but but there there, there are potentially different ways that you could kind of work with this. So, um, I'm a wrestling fan, and so this past weekend was WrestleMania, and and, and in fact, uh, even the the other their their main competitor to WWE is AEW. They've both been de basically decimated by the whole you can't have live events, and this is this is that that is the the meat and potatoes of their business. That's what they do is put on live shows, and as the as the kind of rulings have have come out and gotten more and more strict over these weeks. They've had to basically come up with new plans and new ideas each time. And so first it started, okay, we, we, there's no live shows. Um, we'll, we'll do the same show in an arena, just it's going to be empty. Weird, but they're still putting on a show. And then later it was, you can't have that many people that you'd normally have to record. You can't have all the same number of wrestlers there. You can't have the same number of cameramen, producers, all that stuff there. There's got to be skeleton crew. So then they moved it into a much smaller, smaller place where they could control how they're going to film it. And this past weekend was WrestleMania and the, the biggest show that WWE produces. And so the, the amount of change that had to occur for them to still put on that show was monumental, basically. All the stuff that they normally would do, their, their biggest show of the year, makes breaks in millions of dollars at the event every year. None of that happens because like they, they, there's no ticket sales, there's no there, there's no product sales, none of that stuff is there. But you have to kind of, if you want to be able to, to compete and still do this kind of thing, you have to get really really creative. And they they, they pre-recorded all of their all of their matches. They were able to kind of slot them in appropriately. Um, they were able to do different kinds of matches that you can't do live that you can only do when you have the opportunity to pre-record things and and produce things. And so. Kind of like what Chris was saying there, I think that you would need to 
you you I feel bad for your for you said you said his name was Chad, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I feel really, really bad. Um because I'm sure what has happened is he when these things started coming down, it was the same way. Okay, well, we, here's what we can do that. We, we can't have the shows like we normally would, but we can maybe do this. We'll have it at a smaller venue. We'll have fewer people, or we'll just say that you can only allow this many people in at a time, and you have to control the crowd. And then it was, no, you can't do that now. And then and then now there's no one over 10 people in, in a room at any given time. Uh, like It got more and more strict, and I'm sure that with each phase uh, of that, he came up with a plan. And then it just kept getting shot down by the next more extreme phase. And so I think he did probably feel defeated where he just said, sorry, that's it. I came up with all these ideas and I couldn't. And I actually would applaud it in this case, Brickworld for coming up with something else to try to get around it. But like you said, it's you, you, or like I said, you, you have to really innovate. Otherwise, if you are just going to do here, we'll, we'll, we'll take a camera around the where everyone where, where all of the mockers are. These are their bills. I'll just walk around with a camera so you guys can all see it. That's not that won't do it. You can't just have the same show with nobody in it because that that won't work. But and you wouldn't be doing, able to get all those people that come and set up their displays anyway. Right. Exactly. Or like you can potentially control. They all have masks and gloves, but no people are around and all that like this stuff. You can't just have the same thing with no people. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But like you said, if, if you are charging a ticket price, that part of that money can then go to anybody who wants to exhibit at the virtual show. It goes to make sure that they have proper, they're not just using their laptop webcam or they're, they're not just using their, their selfie camera on their phone to show what they've got, that they have something a little bit more substantial. Um, you can have some control there or you actually, if they want to still exhibit at this kind of thing, they have to, there's a fee that you charge them. If I think you normally would, then that goes then to make sure that they have the proper technology to do it. And then, like you said, I think I think what you would a good way to kind of take what you had and kind of move it a little bit past that is to actually have benefits for watching almost like YouTube live stream kind of stuff where you can have live Q and A when the, when when the the mockers are exhibiting things and then or you can ask to see something specific. Well, they, you can have them kind of do their almost lecture. This is why I built this. This is the reason for all this kind of stuff. All those little things there. Um, and yeah. you kind of have additional interaction that's built in if you are paying for the ticket and are are and are and are there at the virtual as it's actually going on. And as far yeah, as so when when uh, when Epic Mealtime in one of their um, brand changes try to stay relevant, uh, they started doing these extensive live streams uh, two years ago, two three years ago. That it didn't last very long. But they started doing these live streams and they had they they didn't go like the just fucking flip on Google Hangouts route. <laughs> they went they uh, you know how if you ever set up a live stream on YouTube, there's like the quick and easy way. And then there's the I know what I'm doing back end uh, programmer way with uh, with encoder software and and all these other plugins and things. They did it that way, where they had um, a technical team there running all of the overlays and, and and monitoring the chat and and the the donations and uh, several different cameras and had a technical director and all that. They could um they could do it. I think they would have to do it that way 
uh, as far as the live Q and A, because you just you can't rely yeah. on uh, a YouTube chat room. Yeah, to you gotta have Q&A. You have to you, have somebody. Boys, it have to be a mod somewhere in there to actually. A mod would have to be like putting up like every question that was actually a good question. They'd be throwing that into the queue, and then you'd pull out of that queue to answer questions on the show, and not all of them would get answered. But you wouldn't be running through a whole bunch of nonsense. So well, you'd you have to have do. a pretty extensive team running this, which he had an extensive team. I don't know. I'm just thinking of all the different types of segments you could have in there that all represent different aspects of of his shows, of all Lego shows in general. Um, yeah. And some kind of mixture of things you would normally see online only and things you would normally see at the conventions only. Like you could have some uh, he does a, a minecraft convention as well and they have famous minecraft players uh at at the convention like signing autographs si- signing six-year-olds foreheads and whatnot and, <laughs> and you could have boxes. people who and spiros's forehead he could he could have i could fit a lot of the gamers who forehead. play the lego video games as much as they are simple for everyone video games you could have like a segment that's like a let's play with a professional Lego game yeah. player, if that's 100%. a thing. Like, it's like a, like a Twitch stream. Like they, like there are there are gamers who charge for that stuff regularly. So to have something like that built into the ticket price that the convention runner, the convention head, is doing, and then so you, say you even waive the, the 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 fee for for that gamer, that Minecrafter. To, uh, to to actually just do a half hour live stream uh, or a half hour like gaming stream like that like that is certainly content that some people would would certainly pay five dollars for that or five dollars as part of their ticket price to actually get a half an hour to actually watch him play is nothing compared to what like you could normally charge for that kind of a thing or what it would normally cost for something like that so you get that plus the benefit of the rest of the stuff. I can certainly see that being a draw. Like if, if you get to watch certain gamers play whatever. I don't know if there are TT Games professional gamers <laughs> playing Lego Star Wars or something. Like that. Oh, the studs! <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, he did it! He got True Jedi. He did it. Um, but like, I, I, I think that- it's intriguing to me the idea of putting this uh, broadcast together. All the yeah, segments, how cool. long they should be to to not lose the attention of people who don't care about that aspect of it, but long enough where a, a family would would want to sit and watch that one and then see what the next segment's going to be. Um, yeah, so it's not necessarily that. Like, yes, the 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 whole thing is totally gone. Like the the the, the regular Brickfest Brick World convention, as, as you know it, is. Is is done for this year, but that doesn't mean that that you are done. There are definitely ways around it. So you can't do the the rally car builds and races, and, and you can't do those things because those you have to actually be there live in a person. But it it does now. You could have a gamer on there, and actually, you, they can have their Twitch stream live on on your stream. Like there's things that you are now afforded the ability to do in in the new in in the new world of doing this virtually like even RIP for, the, in the face <laughs> tour 2020 yeah even even it things like, even like 
<laughs> like like retailers could certainly do something. So say if if they have like a half an hour, you can go. They can go over the inventory. They can even do let's say a live auction type thing where they they're showing the stuff that they have. And somebody, if you're if you're watching it live, you get a discount and then or something like that. And then those who are watching the stream after the fact can just click on the link to the retailer, but their their prices are higher or something like that. Or you could even have like literally an auction. I've got this here. It's a very highly sought after piece. It's it's your boxed green grocer or your boxed cafe corner. Something like that, and then, that, and then you can I don't do know. That. I feel like that an auction wouldn't be in the spirit of what this broadcast is supposed to be for families and all that. I think the best option for a vendor, if a vendor got a little spotlight to go over certain products or whatever, would be to to plug their website and and give a, a code verbally through oh, the broadcast for a discount. That's yeah. only good on their website like <laughs> for like up to like three hours past when the broadcast originally airs. So it's not good indefinitely. It's good like right now if you want to leave the broadcast and go buy something or at, right after the broadcast is over, just like today, you can buy something. But then it, the, then the discount goes away. Yeah, and that, that vendor can talk to Matt and Matt can set it all up for him like he did with his bloody comic store. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like I think, that's, I think that's, there's that's a, a lot idea, that could be done with yeah. a virtual Lego convention that um, people aren't. They're not. They're not necessarily going to try it because it's so different from what they are good at doing and what they are set up as a team to do. But I yeah. think it could be done. Yeah, it's it's. This is all, of course, like if 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 this is all in the in the name of trying to keep your staff on board and all that kind of stuff. This is all of course under the, ex- uh, the expectation that they know how to be a, an internet mod or something like that. If they have some sort of crossover in skills or are the ability to be trained in this by the time the convention comes, of course. So there's all that being said, <laughs> this, th- these are, these are actually very cool kind of concepts and, and, and ways that you could kind of get around this issue. It, it, once you get past it, yeah, it's going to be way different than what we're used to. It's not going to be the same. We can't run the same show anymore. How can we? How can we use this to our advantage? Like that. That's what you. That's the way that you have to think about it now, and to try to get things going. Because, like, uh, like you said, like that. Like, like we said in the show now. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do that normally you could never do in in when, when you're limited to just the brick and mortar. Um, I think it, it could be. It could be a very interesting thing. I'm actually now much more intrigued by a virtual brick world or whatever. That's what you first so, so yeah, Paul, I mean, it's, it's close to you. I, I think you should look into what it actually is. I don't know if there's more details than just the video I watched about it. Perhaps I could, I also don't know when it is. I, they definitely said it in the video, but I forget. Perhaps they don't know what it is yet. And they're just trying to get some ticket sales going while they figure out what is going to be the content. Yeah. Hopefully, they take any of these ideas and run with it. <laughs> like it's it, it'll definitely be interesting. Like, can you imagine like like Citizen Brick? I know for sure they're jammed at every Brick World, and there are people buying stuff left and right. But if they suddenly had to convert that to it's all virtual, but we're going to do it. We're going to give you, let's say again, like like you mentioned. Uh, 
a, a discount code that you can use for 5% off of all your purchases or, or whatever. Um, like they have to make sure that, they, that, that their servers can handle that, that amount of bandwidth on, on their, on their website at a certain given point in time, all within the, that three hour period or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, like it, it's, the, it's basically uh, the, Citizen Brick Day. Again. The segments wouldn't necessarily have to be live either. Like that'd be cool if it was all live or going, we're going to this person in this part of the world, going to that person in that part of the world. That'd be cool if it was live, but some of them that don't need to be live could certainly be pre-recorded. Like if a vendor was, was showing off their wares and giving a discount, I mean, they could make a, a well-produced video segment and they could just drop it in. Yeah. I think that's, it would, it would be, it would behoove them to do that, to be honest. Like, I think certainly like, if you don't have to be live, take some time and make sure you get it right and then pre-record it. Like there's there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. You can you can edit out your mistakes, you can put some production into it, get some better lighting, some better sound, all that kind of stuff. If you don't have to be live, take advantage of the fact that you don't have to be live. Hire Harvey Double underscore Dent, have him record it for you. He can film it for you. <laughs> he can do it. We we might find that like um Beyond the Brick just up and drops this next week like they've been working on it that kind of thing they, they drop a, a similar idea um because they've they had some like brief videos that went out that seemed like they kind of were in the spirit of uh we're all at home let's collaboratively do something video wise um they could they could just drop that yeah it could be i mean Basically, if if you want just discussion on stuff, that's what we do every episode. So it's the fact that like we find something to talk about for an hour each week. Like certainly, you can do that. You can replicate something like that. You can have like different roundtable discussions on, uh, on as part of the convention if you want that to be the type of panel that you have. Like you certainly could do it, and it could certainly be successful. Not everyone's going to want to watch every every segment that you have on there, but that's how it would have been live anyway. Like not everyone's going to go to all the panels and everyone's going to go to all the ex- exhibits. Some, some people want to see the mock. Some people want to play. Some people want to buy custom minifigures. Like, well, like people want to do different things. They can go in at a different, at a different time and, and, and check out the different things. As long as you give them and you adhere to a schedule, that should be good. And so a lot of the conventions will have vendors, but they'll also have, vendors that aren't necessarily a lego seller they have uh uh it's, it's like it's like advertisements in person like they'll have a faulties <laughs> yeah they'll have they'll have somebody that sells something that i guess is in the ballpark but it's not just a table with lego on it and you could, you could treat it like an ad in the video and like charge that vendor uh, ad space time. And then they get to produce a video of a certain length and drop it in there. And it's like uh, that vendor was part of this convention. It was an advertisement for them, but they were part of it. Yeah. You could do that. Or like in, in previous years, there have been like people that have made Lego books that were there doing signings or they're selling their book and stuff like that. Just like you said, you can certainly have them on there. You can have, I don't know if you want to do like 
hey, kids, let me read my book to you. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do anything like that, but certainly they could come up with an ad of some sort for their book. They can then put out some sort of, if, if you want to buy it, use this code and you get a, you can get a signature on the book as if you were there in person. It's the same price, but you get the signatures. Someone else who wants to buy it another time um, without this code, they won't get a signature or something like that. Like I've gone and I, I've had books and I've gotten them signed and all that kind of stuff in previous years. Um, there's definitely a, a certain pocket of the of the Lego fandom that likes that kind of stuff. So that could certainly be another option too. Yeah. Spiros, any thoughts? Uh, it sounds very interesting. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here trying to provide uh, virtual IT to my kid's mom who has no idea how to operate a computer. Uh, so she's outside. not going to be buying a ticket for virtual brick roll. No, she will not. But is it for um? Is it for uh, homeschooling, School. for lack of a better term? It's it's for distance learning, which like social I, distance learning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I was losing my mind last week when I was I, I had my kids, and then I was like, listen, um, your place is the best place for the kids to be right now because you're stocked. And you don't have a job. So you are going to be e-learning our kids, and I will provide uh, remote logistical support. And she's asking me 20 questions about the, like, the interface and what does this mean? And like, she, she even asked me, she's like, what does it mean to take a clear picture? I'm like, not blurry. <laughs> like I'm like you're a photographer, you should know that. Like, uh, <laughs> oh. I was about no, to she's, say she's, that's a she's... fair question. Like, I I could see somebody calling a PNG a clear picture. I guess no, but... it's um, she she's just overwhelmed. So like, even the simplest thing probably is just frustrating her. So I'm trying to. Uh, be as supportive as I can and paying attention to you guys, which I was doing more of that than actually responding to her questions. Um, oh, that's a def- <laughs> you could be the tech support. Adan. This is what someone has right. to do in order to have I mean, inventions. <laughs> I don't know. The, the idea of like selling tickets to a virtual con just seems odd to me. Seemed I mean, I can odd. Seemed yeah. Past but, tense. It's not odd anymore. <laughs> no, it's still, it like it's, that. it's still odd. It's just it's going to become a reality sooner than later. Um, I mean, like you said, like if there's production values and there's uh, some kind of exclusivity to the content, where you know somebody can't somebody can't uh, just you know set up their webcam on their screen and share it to everybody who isn't paying. Um, but I mean, it, we're, we're in uncharted waters right now in a lot of aspects of life. So, um, I mean, if they can pull it off, best of luck to them. Maybe it will be another revenue stream once things return to normal, uh, for non-attendees, you know? Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, we'll see, we'll see how it pans out because I don't know. I, I'm I'm an old soul. I like I like to have hands-on experience with things. So yeah. I'm the same uh, way. And like like that, that's why initially when I heard this, I was like, "What the hell is that? This that's not gonna work." But 
again, like if if you if you take a step back and then just try to think of a way that you can try to take advantage of a bad situation or use that to your advantage. Like it's it's one of those that you really could if you think enough outside of the box enough to to try to find a way that you can utilize that is it actually could be something that is never seen before and it could be a game changer like you can you can like you said open up a new revenue stream when things get back to normal you can just ultimately you can have the three days you can have the con longer but because there's, there's three days of virtual stuff that you do before the in-person stuff there's all sorts of ways that you could really get around um or where you can you can kind of integrate this in later that could be more than just having a live stream set up having a webcam set up on someone's like on, on someone's table and you get to see people walking by and bumping the table and bumping the camera and stuff like it could be so much more after this the, these kind of wrinkles are ironed out the first time i don't think anyone had imagined it was going to be like a walk through of a convention without people in it Right, like, sure, hey, right. Hey, I, I would never have uh, suspected that was an option. <laughs> hey, everybody! All your vendors are going to congregate and break local ordinances by gathering in more than a group of ten, and we're going to walk through the convention. <laughs> Here's the the Great Ball contraption. This <laughs> with only with only ten people. <laughs> well, but, that's uh, uh, hey. Remain. That's our theme. I thought I thought we had a pretty good discussion. Yeah, it could be interesting. Leave it. Leave a comment below. What do you guys think? What would you like to see in in a virtual Lego convention or just a virtual convention in general? What What do you think that could be? What would you like to see? What would you like them to pay you for having a, just an awesome idea that uh, that they definitely want to use when they actually set this up? What do you guys want to see at Bricks on the Dollar Con? <laughs> <laughs> The Warminster Brick Con. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Punched in the face tour 2020. <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still third on the wait list for Brick Fair in August. We'll see if that happens. It um, may now. <laughs> Maybe other people are going to be dropping out now. Well, yeah, I'll get in, but then this convention won't happen. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm in. I got in. I'm here. And it is Brixton Dollar Con. <laughs> I the the good thing for me and some some people who are vendors like that's what they do and I feel bad for them because they they put all their eggs in the people will come to us at these isolated situations um, basket. I I'm fortunate in that any conventions I was going to do this year would have just been extra income. I don't need to do any of these conventions. I thought it would be nice to I, I enjoy doing it so. It'd be nice to do a few conventions and make a bunch of money doing that. But I don't need to do those conventions, especially if everyone continues buying everything like like toilet paper um, on BrickLink. Because uh, <laughs> I'm making a lot of sales right now. <laughs> Man, I I need to get some of those. Maybe I need to do a mass upload. like and Probably. Just... You always need to be doing that. That's I know, but too, like it, 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 it bumps you up on the list. I think, like when, when new stuff has been added. I am officially yeah. in the top sixty, all, all this month. Um, so I don't know what month that applies to, but I, I hit top sixty recently, and all this month I'm displayed as a highlighted store. So Woo! yay me! 
Top 60 in the world. Way to go, Clutch. My favorite part about that list is that there's a top 10 and then there's 11 through 60. And I've been in that 11 through 60 several times. But my favorite part is that in the top 10, there's one, maybe two stores in the Americas and then the other North and South. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they, they do it by continent. Or re- continental region, I guess. Right. The other, I, I remember um, when I have my store. The other eight to nine stores are all in the Europe uh, region. Like they're just they're moving so much volume over there. That Even with their eight, borders closed. Eight to nine of the top ten slots are all in Europe. I mean, Europe's a big place, but. It's it's uh, kind of crazy. In America, they, they, damn it! They consistently have eight to nine of those slots. Well, I applaud you, good sir, for competing with such a competitive uh, group of people. Whatever you do, don't don't put your stuff on sale. There's no need for that right now. Yeah, I mean, I've been going through and I've been adjusting prices as I've seen that. You know, something I listed a year ago for 25 cents, you know. Yeah, the average has fallen. The average has fallen to 16 cents. Don't adjust so. your price. Just add more stuff. That part will move through when somebody comes in and buys a bunch of stuff. I got an order today. It's 1,100 pieces. It's 500 lots. Oh, wow. They wanted two of everything, and I mean everything. <laughs> I'm going to break my one lot, one bag rule because I am not giving them 500 bags. <laughs> I'm oh, always... going to do two lots per bag, and I'm going to save like $2 in plastic bags. I always bag it up by like uh, similar elements. Type here. So like if it's, if it's plates, like, and I have, you know, one by ones, one by twos, one by fours, like, and they're all used pieces, and they all go in the same bag and, until they don't fit. So Are all your plates like stored near each other. Yeah, asinine. That's, well, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, old man. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening. Hopefully, we've been able to provide some sort of distraction during these crazy times. Um, if you like further distraction, come join us on the Rumble Collectors Facebook page. There's lots of stuff going on there. Also, check out RumbleCollectors.com, where you can learn about all sorts of stuff, particularly those things that are in the Cool Table Network. What's that, you ask? That is a conglomerate of nerd-related podcasts, shows such as Enter the Realm, Brick in the Mold, Figure Banging, Stasis Lock, Nerd Rage Radio, Shattercast Uncut, Toy Detox, eh? Right, Back Spirit? from the dead. <laughs> Fresh Communications, and Verbally Challenged. All these episodes, they may not be family-friendly, but they are all part of a friendly family.